All right, bradcooney.com would like to welcome to the show, actually back to the show. This is your second time on the show. Chip's Enough from the legendary rock band Enough is Enough. What's up, Chip? Well, it's great to hear your pipes again during these unprecedented times in the world. And uh, nothing's going to take the rock and roll away from any of us, my friend. At the end of the day, it's all about hard rock and heavy metal and celebrating life. Yeah, man, understood. And I totally agree with that. Um, look, man, you guys got got a lot of things going on. The last time I had you on the show was a couple of years ago when uh, Diamond Boy was released. Um, and now you have this latest record called Generation Brainwash. So let's get into this new record. I guess uh, give my listeners a little bit of a synopsis. Of how did the project come about and when did you guys get uh, writing it? I started writing the record around uh, November of last year. And I, I had the title Brainwash Generation already in my head. And, and that basically it was, uh, I didn't know it was going to be, become a prophetic title of a record. I just thought it was something that kind of slipped off the tongue and I watched what was happening in the world with everybody on their telephones <laughs> and social media. Yeah. And I said, oh, this is a pretty good title right here. And I bounced off a few people and they said, yeah, it's a great title. So then, uh, you know, in January, all late December, early January, all through, Feb- through February, Enough Snap was on that tour. And we finished up in, in the middle of February to go over to Australia to do a seven-day run out there, a seven-show run out there with Kip Winger. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's a few other bands that were on there as well. There's a big festival they call the Melodic Rock Fest. They have it every single year there. <laughs> and at the end of that seventh show, uh, we were told that there was a virus that was coming out and that everything was going to be shut down. So we got home the day of the shutdown. Oh, we wow. just made it back to the States. Otherwise, I'd still be in Australia right oh, now. Oh, my God, yeah. And uh, I just went right into the studio immediately with my producer, Rob Posen, who's a punk rock producer. Worked with everybody from the hip-hop Twista to Johnny Rotten Jr. And wow. Worked with me and Stephen Adler and when I was playing with uh, Stephen from Guns N' Roses. And uh, we started just uh, knocking these songs out. And then uh, during the middle of the record, we realized, that, well, hey, maybe I get a couple of friends of mine to sit in and play with us. Uh, that would help elevate our perception and that's when I called Dax Nielsen from Cheap Trick mm. and Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater to Winery Dogs and Ace Freely and Steve Ramone and got everybody to come down and play I even called Neil Sean from Journey but Neil said that he goes well, what label are you with Chip? I said I'm with Frontiers Records he goes yeah he goes yeah I know Sarfino he goes he's got money uh, tell him to pay me five grand I'm playing a song oh, wow. <laughs> I can't I won't be able to do that Neil uh, yeah. you know, I don't see Sarfino Fino giving me that much money to play the record, but thanks anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I almost got a, I almost got Neil Shaw on the record as well. But wow. those other guys I mentioned all came down there and lent their uh, uh, fantastic contributions to the album, and I think we I think we've put together at the end of the day another great rock record. There's no question about it. And the, the, the list of names that you that you just talked about were, you know, they're legendary names. So those are all. Yeah. You know, obviously it's going to elevate everything <laughs> as far as the music goes. And I listen to the record, all every song, and I, I got to tell you, it's, it's the best music I've heard you guys put out in a long time. And I enjoy Diamond Boy, but this 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 record is really, really fantastic. I appreciate hearing that from you because that last record, uh, Diamond Boy, I had a lot to prove on there. It was the first record where I was singing every single song, mm. and uh, it came out of the box and it broke the Billboard Top 200. And, uh, uh, brought tears in my eyes. I remember sitting talking to my beautiful wife saying, 
if I could just somehow get some kind of spark with that new record, honey. She says, I'm telling you, it's going to break the You're going to, it's going to do good for you. It's going to break the Billboard Top 200, honey. And I figured, I, you know how wives are. They just, they always try to instill the best in you. Mm-hmm. And then that record came out. It came out at 152 with a bullet. And I said, wow, how fantastic is this? This is really going to give us a little spark. Mm-hmm. And then we got on that Live Nation tour with Jack Russell, Great White. And every show was sold out. We were playing House of Blues at State Theaters. Will turn everywhere we played was all really well attended shows, and that helped the record so much. And people came out and bought the sh- bought the albums at the shows and got merchandise and really got behind it on social media and kept us out the whole year. That record kept us on the road. Nice all year. Not a lot of bands can say that about an album. Usually, the average life expectancy of a record is you know a couple of months. So to yeah. be able to go out there and support that all those all that time with wonderful fans, everybody coming out with gifts and the old they were bringing the old first record out, Strength and Animals and Human Intelligence, mm. wanting to get stuff signed and you know we're one of those kind of bands that we're very very uh, open minded to all the audience. We go out get the merch booth at the end of the shows. We're very resilient when it comes to meeting the fans and talking to everybody. And I think that really set the tone for uh, a nice record and for the next record because Frontiers came right to us after that record came out. Said, uh, we got one more record. You guys owe us another album. You want to do it? And we, I got a good label. Yeah. So we, we, got, we got good people behind us. Absolutely. So the two songs that I liked the most, and I liked, I liked every one of them, but the two songs that I liked the most were, was Fatal Attraction and my favorite song on the record by far is I Got My Money Where My Mouth Is. Yeah, I like that one a lot. It reminds me of uh, like Marilyn Manson on Downers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Valium. Valium. Uh, yeah, great track. Uh, co-written by uh, the great Tony Fennell who used to be lead singer of Ultravox. He used to play with Enough Snuff as well too. Now he's singing with a band called When in Rome. And he came down with that idea for that track. It's a, it's a rock solid song. You'll be hearing that one in concert as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can see that song as a single release too, honestly. It's just, yeah, so can I. Yeah, that, that, that's hey. my favorite one. Hang on a second, okay? Hold yeah, on a second, buddy. Sure. Yep. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Good deal. Yeah, we were just talking about I got my money where my mouth is and uh, Fatal Attraction. Give me, give me the uh, give me the skinny on Fatal Attraction. What's that song about? We've all went through it, whether it's a guy's fault or a girl's fault. Somebody's going to get blamed for it. (laughs) And it's a pretty rock solid song of old school. Uh, It sounds like Cheap Trick a little bit. That's what I was just going to say. I hear hear Cheap Trick in that song. I I promise you. I was just going to say it. Because you got Dax Nielsen, the drummer from Cheap Trick, playing on it. You know, and of course... I, those guys are my big brothers. I've always looked up to Cheap Trick. They're my friends. I, I continually uh, push that band on my radio station, at Dash Radio Network. I'm on all the time, six days a week. Uh, big, huge Cheap Trick fan. Love what they do for yeah. it. And I, I'm just a big fan, bro. Yeah, I've been a huge Cheap Trick fan myself since the 70s. I mean, for for years. Um, hang on a second. I'm sorry, buddy. Hang on, please, yeah, for one second. Okay? Yep, yeah, no problem. I appreciate that. Okay.
Just waiting for Chip to come back. He's probably getting calls from the other podcast shows, so hang in there. We'll get him back in just a second. He's running a little bit late. Six interviews today. And I just wanted to let this journalist know from Australia I can't do it until later. Go ahead, yeah, buddy. I, I knew that's what it was because you get once once one goes long, everybody else is calling in for their slot. Yeah, so it's yeah. my own fault for being so transparent. <laughs> I stay in line talking. You guys, it's been a while since I've done interviews, so yeah. it's nice that it's nice that the journalists around the country are wanting to talk to me about the new record. Absolutely, man. And, and, I, and I look, I'm down. I'm, I'm very patient because this is really an honor to have you back on the show. Um, well, thank you, buddy. All right, so of course everybody knows about COVID-19 and it put a damper on the whole music world and the whole world, period. But the music world took a hit because venues, you know, the, the venues shut down. So what's the what's the plan for Enough's Enough with, like, tours and, and the health? How are things looking? Because some venues are starting to open up around the country, so, you know, slowly. So what, what, what kind of plan do you guys have? Well, the Enough's Enough Brainwash Generation record comes out on July 10th on Frontiers. Yep. On July 11th, we're out on the Monsters of Rock Cruise nice. live streaming show. July 11th, monstersofrockcruise.com. You can look at their Facebook page. Every every month, every single week, they have bands on there. And they picked Enough's Enough for July 11th to, to set up this new record, Brainwash Generation. We're playing a live show. That's the first concert we're going to do since uh, March when we were out in Australia. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have some shows in August, as a, as a matter of fact. We're, we're out, I think, with Dokken, doing some stuff with a few different bands, uh, Autograph. I think there's a couple outdoor festival shows that are going to open up Good. in Iowa and uh, perhaps in, in, um, uh, in Massachusetts. But the tour... The first tour to start this record off will be, the first live show will be on September 6th. It's called the 2020 Quarantine Tour. It's with Faster Pussycat, Enough's Enough, and one other band to be announced. And that tour goes all the way through until November. So a lot of shows, I see 48 dates on the book right now. You want to look at enoughsenough.com. You can get all the dates or fasterpussycat.com. You can find all the dates of what's happening there. And it's going to be a war. You talk about a celebration of life. Both bands have their own tour buses. We'll be traveling around the country uh, for quarantine and most we can, you know, sell uh, what do they call it, social distancing. I'm not too worried about anything right now. I think that this virus has been overplayed. I believe that it's something that is strong and it should be respected, but it only affects less than 1% of our country. A lot of people that think they've already had it already that are okay right they got back into the game right now anybody with pre-existing conditions is, is obviously vulnerable to it mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm sympathetic to that right there don't get me wrong yeah no, I'm uh, with you know, you. But with all, with all these protests going on, and, I, and I'm a protest guy, I believe in them, but I don't believe in rioting or looting, that's for sure. Yeah, me uh, But the protests out there, you know, that, that's not going to be a good thing right there. you get three, 4,000 people out there, and that doesn't seem like it's against the law to do that, but it's, you can't have a concert <laughs> you can't, or you can't go to church. So the yeah. rules are, and the regulations that are put upon us are definitely questionable, but I, I do respect uh, our laws, and I respect the, the fact that, uh, you know, people are uh, suffering from this and uh, while we're talking about that uh, a quick little shout out to our 
uh, all our nurses, our, uh, mm-hmm. our first responders, our doctors, our surgeons, our military, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, uh, they keep our country safe. The police, too, okay? I want to give a shout out to everyone out there that cares about this country because we're a resilient country and the way we work well is when we work together. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe the concerts are going to be coming back. I, I, the big shows, it won't be till next year probably, you know, the, obviously the Rod Stewart and uh, Cheap Trick Tour or mm-hmm. Manson going out with uh, uh, Boy Zombie or uh, what's the other big one, the stadium tour with uh, Def Leppard, Motley Crue and yeah. Poison. Those are pushed back till next year, but we're talking 40,000, 50,000 people at those gigs. Yeah. Uh, for, the, for the smaller shows where you're playing to 500,000 people, I think they're going to be jam-packed and people are going to come out like you ain't going to believe because they are chosen for hard rock and heavy metal. Yeah, no doubt. I, I actually have Def Leppard tickets for their August show. Um, but they haven't officially canceled it yet, but it was it was scheduled for the Brandon Amphitheater in Mississippi. Um, so. Yeah, and my, and my buddy over at Live Nation, a good friend of mine, I won't mention his name, I don't want anybody in trouble, but uh, he said he goes, oh, the big tours are all going to be pushed back till next year. Uh, that's, that's sad. Yeah, hey, the whole music business has changed right now. Yeah. I, I see it all the time. I, I was just reading about how... Uh, our promoter who works with us, who works with my agency, ours worldwide, they're called Live Nation. They said that, uh, you know, the next year bands are going to have to go out there and take less fee and give up a lot of merchandise. So uh, it's, it's fairly challenging times yeah. for all the bands out there and the agencies. I'm, I'm curious to see how AEG is going to work and, and, so, and the booking agencies that are out there, like, uh, you know, ARM and uh, Sullivan Big and Big Entertainment mm-hmm. or Silver Star. Or uh, TNT. I'm just wondering how these guys are going to all survive out there because the band's got to get out and play. We got to do shows for everybody to move forward. Yep. But the, but who suffers more than the musicians is the fans. Those are the ones that go out and pay for the tickets. They buy the merchandise. Without fans, there is no bands. Yep, that's true. And I, one of the things I always push for the fans because some fans bitch about you know the concerts being more expensive these days. I'm like, look, man, I mean, it's not like the old days. Bands don't have the luxury of, you know, of uh, record deals like they used to back in the 80s and, and, and the 90s. And they have to sell merchandise, and they have they have to pump the tickets up a little bit. If they're going to make a living, they got to pay bills, too. You know, they're, they're, not, they're not doing this for free, you know. Uh, no, the bands do have to make a living, but one thing that we make sure of, and enough's enough, and Faster Pussycat as well, we go out and we talk to the fans at the shows. No doubt. We don't, we don't do the meet and greets for $2,500 a night, but we'll do a sound check experience where your fans come in there and they get on the site and they pay 50 bucks, they get to the concert early and they get a chance to watch a three, four yeah. song sound check and they come on stage and get a chance to take a picture with the bands yeah, and, that's and, and hang out. We make it special and then every night I'm at the merch booth. I'm not many bands, not the big bands don't do that. Yeah. I don't care if we're playing Sheds or Arenas. We're, we're one of those bands that's very close to our fans, and we get out there and we talk to them, and that's why we do so well. We're at Blister Survive. It's because we're transparent. We're a real band. We're not just there to collect the paycheck. We're grateful for the whole scene and the whole experience, and that's what Mup Stuff's all about. Peace and love and rock and roll. Absolutely. I got three more things, because I know you got others waiting, so I'm, I'm going to try to rush through these last three. Um, I got a couple fan questions, because you know, I have a lot of followers on social media that were excited when they found out you were on the show. So there's a girl named Jessica. She lives in Tyler, Texas. Um, she wants to know if you have a favorite venue that you like to play at. Is there any venues that really stick out for you? 
Where's she from? Tyler, Texas. Tyler, Texas. I played out there before. I know that. Really? Yeah. I played all through Texas. Are you kidding me? Uh, whether it's you know, Dallas or San Antonio, uh, Brown, Brownstone, I think it's Brown, Brownsville. Brownsville. Yep, Brownsville. Brownsville Grays. I played there last year with, uh, with uh, Jack Russell's Great White. Uh, favorite venue of all the venues? Well, obviously, I'm going to pick a great big venue. <laughs> I love playing at Donington Download in England. Nice. I, I've always loved that. It's a great place to play. Uh, the warehouse is fantastic in Houston with my buddy Justin. It's a great venue. And I love the place that just, well, just, they just closed it down in Chicago called the Cabaret Metro. Joe Shanahan owned it. Mm. Those are great venues to go play. But there's so many killer venues around the country. It's hard just to pick one. Yeah. But anytime I can go out to Texas, you can't go wrong out there. Those people are starving for rock and roll. Great fans out there. I love the trim. They know how to party and burn the candle at both ends. That's my kind of people. Yeah, ironically, another fan out of Texas, Dave in San Antonio, he wants to know, when you look back at your at the band's career, is there any one highlight that stands above the rest of them? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, there's, there's really a bunch of them, but yeah, one big highlight for our career probably would be going in the David Letterman show mm-hmm. and getting a chance to play uh, Baby Loves You on there and it helped break the band where millions of people got a chance to see who we are. Uh, also, the, anything on MTV when the new thing came out or Fly on Michelle, those were great moments as well. But for uh, a live show that, that you can't can't go wrong doing David Letterman or the Howard Stern show, those are big moments for us. You know, we reach millions of people, and, they, and, and that's a, a strength in numbers at the end of the day. Uh, but I'm not going to lie to you. Some of the smaller little clubs in, my, in the old days, enough stuff playing at the Thirsty Whale in River Grove, Illinois, those yep. were some of the greatest shows we get. We would play a, uh, two shows on a Friday, two shows on a Saturday, all ages, and at 21 and over, a guy named Joe, uh, what was his name? Uh, his name is Joe. I can't think of his last name right now, but he's a wonderful guy who ran uh, Thirsty Whale. Nice. And, and uh, he, he put us in there, he would pay the band a Brinks truck full of chippy poos to come in and play four shows we barely could make it because at that time we were a lot of substance abuse a lot of promiscuity we were really a band that was uh, the inmates were running the asylum back then but those big shows back then in Thirsty Whale they changed their trajectory of enough enough show us how to make a concert how to play in front of a big audience and uh, really kept us alive for a long time those, that left an indelible mark with me. The little shows are great. You can't ever don't disqual. You can't disqualify those no doubt. three, four, five hundred seat venues. But when it's people asking about you know the highlights of our careers, there's really so many of them, bro. I gotta be honest with you. And they usually start with a, a big radio or a TV show because that's when you reach the most people. Yeah, man. I saw Twitch's sister. Back in like 1984, I think it was, 83, 84, in a little place called Polo's in Brewster, New York. And it was a sick, one of the sickest shows i ever seen. I mean, it was a little little hole in the wall, but man, that was a killer place to see a show. Oh, yeah, that was like in the mid-80s, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think 84, yeah. 84, 85. Yeah, I, remember, I remember that place as well, bro. They, they, they've been closed for 30 years. So. Yeah, exactly. All right, one more thing, and then I'll, and then I'll let you tell the fans. I've never seen Cheap Trick playing at Luigi's. <laughs> Chicago Heights. Wow. There was 30 people at the show, okay? And everybody was running to the payphone to call their friends and say, get out here, this band is unbelievable. They were killing everybody. Yeah. Robin Sander, Tom Peters, 
Peterson, Buddy Carlos, and Rick Nielsen. They were on fire playing all that early first in album Cheap Trick, Danny Shustain High School, and Hello Kitties in Hot Love. They were unbelievable, bro. I'll never forget that in my life, seeing a great band like that playing a small little club. Uh, absolutely. You remember, you remember a club called The Ritz in New York City? Of course I do. I've seen Guns N' Roses there. I, I actually got drank with uh, Joey Ramone behind, behind The Ritz one night. Um, wow. He had a bottle. Of, yeah, he had a bottle of Jim Beam. He's like, "Hey, you want some?" I was like, "Hell yeah, man!" <laughs> it was like a little little moment I'll never forget. Uh, listen, that was, of course, it's part of history right there because I mean, the, the, the Ramones were a huge fixture in New York. I remember playing Howard Stern's 46th birthday party at Tavern on the Green in New York. Wow! And the Ramones were there, and they watched me play. We did Revolution. Oh and, uh, man! And, and New Thing and Fly Michelle for Howard's party, and there they were. Uh, they were hanging out with Phoebe Snow. Wow! Wow! And, and, who, and, and John Lennon's little girlfriend too, May Payne. She was there too with them. Wow! What a combination. Last time I've seen all those guys alive together. Oh man, what a moment. Yeah, really great. I remember we were smoking pot in there and the cops came by and they said, All right, who's smoking pot? And, and, and we go, We don't know. And my <laughs> brother Donnie points over to Ramones and goes, Check those guys. I think it was them. <laughs> and he blamed the Ramones for smoking oh, pot. Oh my God. walked over and they were talking to Ramones and the Ramones wouldn't even look at the cops. They didn't even answer one thing. They had such attitudes. They didn't, they didn't even look at them. <laughs> no, they didn't even look at the cops. That's funny, man. That, so that, great. That's so that's so Ramon too. That's like yeah. That's exactly. You know what's there too? Leslie West was playing there that day, and I went up and I played with Peter. Uh, was uh, Peter from uh, uh, Love Stinks? Jake Giles. Oh, Jake Giles, man. Yeah. Yeah, went up there and me, him, and the drummer from uh, Max Weinberg was playing drums, and uh, G. E. Smith from Saturday Night Live was playing guitar. I'll never forget it, bro. It was such a great moment to sit in with those guys and play and sing Love Stinks with them. Yeah. Just a great. And then at the end of it, I looked and, and, and Donald Trump, before he was president, comes up to me and goes, Hey, man, you guys want to do a picture? And we say, Yeah, no problem. We took pictures with him. That's unbelievable. I'll never forget those days. Yeah. How crazy where all the people that were hanging out together, beautiful women. Just a, what a celebration of life it was. Howard Stern knows how to throw a party, man. He throws them better than anybody I know. Absolutely. You know? Do you still have the picture of you and uh, when President Trump? Yeah, I just never put it up there because I didn't want any problems. Yeah, exactly. Hey, what are your thoughts? Yeah. What are your thoughts on some of the new, some of the newer rock bands? Um, I got a couple favorites. There's a band called Monster Truck out of Toronto. I think they're fantastic, and another band called Like Machines out of the Atlanta, Georgia area. Yeah, Monster what? Truck is a band that Dee Snyder hails. Yeah, he, he does. Loves, he loves them beyond belief. I listen to, on my radio station on Dash. I'm on the Monster Rock Show on Dash Radio. Uh, DashRadio.com, get the app. It's satellite radio. We have 16 million subscribers. Nice. We got half a million people a day listening to me six days a week. I'm on. It's a beautiful show. And I'm playing Dirty Honey, Rival Sons, Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> and I mix I mix the newer bands in with bands. And I also play Vintage Trouble, too. I mix the bands in with... Um, the older bands like Mata Hoople and yeah. Queen and Cheap Trick and you know Van Halen and, and, and Megadeth and Guns N' Roses and it's a big potpourri, a huge celebration of great rock and roll and heavy metal. I'm on six days a week. Dashradio.com, Monsters of Rock. That's what's up, man. All right, Chip. Um, let's, let's let the listeners know where they can get the uh, your music. It's a great record, Generation Brainwash. Everybody listen to this. You need to go out and get this record, support the band. Where can they get the record? Where can they follow you guys on social media? 
Uh, it's real simple. You want to get the, to know enough Sunbelt brainwash generation? All you got to do is go to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Find it right there, no problem. Of course, we're on Deezer and iTunes, Rhapsody, and all the social. Google Plus, we're on all the social media. It's Apple Music. Uh, they've all been very supportive. Check us out. And, and it's really easy to find our records right now. And, of course, if you have any trouble at all, which you won't, uh, go to Frontiers SLR. Frontiers Records and uh, they have a bunch of different bands a huge roster of great rock and roll heavy metal bands so uh, that being said uh, enough enough E-N-U-F-F Z-N-U-F-F dot com you'll find out all the information on how to get our records and where to find us and all our tour information as well and uh, bro thanks so much for your kind words I think we got a great new Enough Enough album here I'm looking forward to everybody going out and getting it the first week and uh, once again com, and you'll find out where our live streaming show is on July 11th the day after our release of our record com Facebook page and uh, you'll be able to get and watch the show alright Chip thanks so much for doing this and we'll, I want you to come back when you got the next record out okay bud uh, you got my number call me if I come through town you're on the guest list for life oh beautiful thanks brother have a good one okay bud God bless you and your family you too stay safe see you bro